Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey, everyone. It's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there is a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with some insights, tips, best practices, and breathing room from the critical work that you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. And with us today, we have a very special guest, Mark Obhog. I'm going to ask Mark to introduce himself. Um, where are you located? What do you do? And maybe just a fun fact about yourself as well. Sure. Um, good afternoon, or hello, everybody. My name is Mark. I am a senior PD specialist with Curriculum Associates. I live in downtown Chicago right now. Um, and fun fact, I am I'm on the on the corner. I'm on, I'm at the I'm over the over the over the I guess the the peak of uh, a doctorate degree right now with uh, the University of Florida. So I'm I'm actually in dissertation stages, which is different from the last time we were together. So I, I move moving forward on that. Fun fact. There you go. Wow, that is fun. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a good ride so far. Well, that's exciting. Uh, good luck with that. So we wanted to talk with you today about all of the things that you are seeing and hearing around, um, I guess, the country as you work with educators with mathematics instruction, how educators are adapting, how they're adjusting, and what are some of the trends that you're seeing? So we'd love your kind of like voice boots on the ground sure. virtually <laughs> virtual boots on the ground <laughs> of course so what we're experiencing a lot in the field right now is that educators are very um, they're working on being very creative with how they're interacting with their students right um, we're we're having a lot of faculty share uh, just what's going well and what what are some stuck points they're they're experiencing and really supporting them and navigating, you know, whatever that stuck point is, like, how can we pif uh, pivot and shift uh, to to better meet the needs of our students in this remote environment? Um, I've been using the, the, the phrase, think flexibly and be dynamic, um, pretty much every session that I deliver, um, because it's almost an essential piece right now. Like, we have to do that. There's no other option at this point. Um, and, you know, if we're not able to, to really connect with how we want and, and what makes us feel good and our kids feel good, then it's a really good opportunity to say, all right, that's not working. Let me try something else. Um, and that's what it, we're, we're noticing a lot of educators really embrace that idea so they can move forward and, and better connect with their students and meet the needs of their kids. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. What are some specific um, activities or specific strategies that you're seeing that educators are doing to engage students mathematically in a remote environment? Right on. Yeah. First and foremost, we've seen our educators be very, very diligent with establishing their instructional routines, um, right? So with Ready Classroom and Ready Math, we have Lesson Zero. Um, and now more than ever, it's imperative that we are using that idea of you know creating what that math is going to feel like and be like um, in this remote environment. So when we, you know, when we log in, what am I doing? What are my expectations? Um, as we go through our instructional routine, what are, what are the responsibilities for the students? You know, what is it going to look like from the teacher, how they're delivering? Um, and then having the educator really be very 
diligent and clear with communicating you know, again, just and reminding students again, you know, at this point in time, this is what you should be doing. You know, we're using nonverbal cues right now. These are what those are. Really posting them up on the screen so they can see. Are we doing two thumbs up? Or are we doing one thumb up? What is what what hand signals are we using? Um, and then also when we're engaging them to kind of share their thinking, you know, giving them those sentence starters like we would in the in a, in a classroom, but using that that projection of the slides or 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 the whatever platform they're using to, to highlight and guide them through those processes, um, similarly to we, what we would do in the classroom, but using the 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 platform that they're that they're you know connecting with their students on to again reiterate and reinforce those practices so they're able to have the lesson progress as seamlessly as possible. That's really great, and I think if you're listening to this and you're in the classroom or hybrid or you're fully remote and you don't have those expectations set, it's never too late to start, right? Because um, it will only make things clear and more predictable for your students. Um, and over time, adjust as as needed. If you if you are learn something new about the platform or if you find that students respond really well by starting each lesson with a certain um, system, then that's, that's the routine that you should follow. And we have a lot of guidance, even if you don't use Ready Classroom or Ready Mathematics, we have some guidance that we can link in the show notes on Ready Classroom Central or Ready Mathematics Central. That's just really good for setting up routines mathematically, having conversations based in math. So, I mean, we'd love for you to partner with us, obviously, but if that's not something that you do right now, you can still do what we're talking about. So what I'd love to know, Mark... What are some of the barriers that our uh, educators are encountering and how are they overcoming the barriers and how are you supporting them in overcoming those? Right. I think one of the biggest factors right now is, you know, our programs really allow for student discussion and conversation, right? And I think a lot of the feedback I've been hearing is, well, my kids don't talk. If they were face-to-face, they would talk. But in this re- this remote environment, they're very hesitant in sharing their ideas and sharing their thinking. Um, so we've I know that you know in Ready Classroom Central and, and and all of the centrals, there's a there's a white paper that talks about some of these engagement strategies. Um, and I've really been pushing forward our educators to consider using some of those to get our kids more comfortable with sharing their thinking. Um, you know, first and foremost, we we really in- encourage educators to allow students that individual think time. Um, that's uh, you know we we, we want to give them all this information and we want to kind of say, hey, this is what we're doing. Now go and you know let's let's talk about it. But we really want to acknowledge that we're in a weird type of, of environment that's atypical for most. So giving them that time to process and formulate their suggestions and thoughts uh, before you know asking them to share out um, is a critical step. Um, we've also talked about using the four R's, and that's one of my favorite things to talk about with uh, with our educators um, because it gives them the opportunity to kind of just pose in a very low stakes, you know. Can you repeat what you heard? Can you rephrase it? Can you reword it? Um, you know, or I'm going to ask you to, to to share what you're what you're what you're thinking, and I'm going to record it, um, and really allow students to, in a in a very you know lower stakes environment, just you know get their words out, um, and then we can from there we can move the the lesson and the ideas forward to to refine their thinking. Another piece that that we've we've heard a lot of is like, well, you know, your program calls for a turn and talk. Um, we can't do that. How do we do that? Um, and I know I'm, a lot of educators are really looking into the, the the functionalities of the platforms that they're using. I know breakout rooms are very popular, um, but also just, you know, having students model that turn and talk and then asking the class to listen in and then leverage some of those 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 
those the four R strategies to to either repeat what they heard or maybe make some comparisons. Like if if Danielle and and Sari are talking about the strategies they're using for mathematics, and I'm listening in, the teacher then poses a question. Well, whose strategy you know was similar to Sari's? You know, they, I nonverbally raise my hand. Okay, Mark, tell us how your strategy is like Sari's, or how is it like Danielle's? Um, just again, thinking creatively in ways to engage students similarly to how we would face to face, but using you know you know what we have and what you know what we have access to currently to 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 make the shift happen, so we can we can you know ask them to to do more. Mm -hmm. I think going back to think time, it can feel awkward even when you're teaching in a classroom. And so obviously, when your students are on a screen in front of you, or you have half of your students on a screen and half of them in the classroom. Um, there are ways that we can norm it and make it exciting for students. And if it feels awkward, that probably means you're giving them the right amount of think time, right? So you can do things like acknowledging that you can see their, their writing or narrate students who you see working or say, I'm going to give you 30 seconds of, of think time and just saying it out loud so they know. Um, or saying like Mark has his hand up or telling them to say their answer in their head. Um, there's these the little sort of um, moments that you have that can enable it to just feel, and then the more you do it, the more it will feel like a regular part of the culture. But just because you don't have your students in front of you, make sure you're not hesitating to do these things that, that you normally would. And even during PD sessions, I find myself, I'll give that time for, for our educators to think, and I'm like, wow, this is a lot of time. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting just kind of like, I'm, I'm like, I'll say, I'm stop, I'll stop talking. I'll turn my camera off. I'm like, this is your time to think. And I'm like, just kind of pausing, like, I just really feel a little bit awkward waiting, but it's by the, when we come back together, I'll give them time cues. When we come back together, everyone has something to, to, to kind of contribute and move forward with, which is really exciting. Right. It just makes it so much more meaningful. Oh yeah. What I found I used to do it when I taught is I, I like how you said normalizing it. So it was an expectation that when I asked a question, everyone had to wait 30 seconds before anybody raised their hand. So if you could even say that, and I found in virtual environments, I just have my cell phone up and I hold it to the camera and have the timer for 30 seconds. There's so many built in really fancy timers that you can show, but I always forget to download them. So I do the cell phone thing and, I'm, and you know, it works, but giving people think time is so essential. And then I also want to ask, can you repeat what are the four R's again? What are the four R's? Uh, okay. So there's repeat, mm -hmm. rephrase, reword, and record. So what's the difference between rephrase and reword? Ooh, so you're not, you're making me think and I don't have anything in front of me. So I'm going to go off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> the difference being rephrasing would be if we're saying it in our own words and rewording if I'm remembering correctly, would be to infuse and add in more academic language. Um, and so, we, you know, with, with our program and exclusively, we we like to infuse a layer of, of ELA. Um, and I always say, like, I speak ELA very, very uh, novicely, I guess. Um, but we're adding vocabulary into the the, the conversation. So, um, you know, we're, rather than saying, you know, I added them together, or we, maybe we say, I used addition to find the sum. Um, so we're really being point, uh, very pointed and, and distinct with the academic vocabulary we want students to use during their discussions. Um, so again, if, if Sari said one thing, I might repeat it and just say it verbatim. Um, I might rephrase it saying, using my own language, and then rewording would be using more academic appropriate language for, for the, the revision. 
attending to mathematical precision, of course. You know. And what I love about the four R's is that they don't apply just to mathematics. Correct. Because I don't know about you listening out there. If you've tried to do anything virtually, sometimes you feel like um, I'm on Bueller, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and it's like, mm-hmm. Bueller, anyone? anyone, even though you've given them the appropriate wait time, still nobody shares. You feel like you're alone with that green dot of your camera just staring into the void. (laughs) So using some strategies, asking people to repeat, rephrase, reword, and what's the fourth one again? The fourth one is record. Record. So having people record their thoughts, I find that very uh, um, impactful too. So these are really good strategies. If you're teaching social studies, if you're facilitating a staff meeting, if you are doing really a lot of things online, that's what's so cool about some of the mathematical routines and even the discourse routine, making sense of a problem, solving it by yourself, talking about it, sharing about it, connecting about it. Wouldn't that be a cool way to just design meetings? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or just virtual experiences. So I love that you brought up the four R's. And I think we have, um, we can link, we have a white paper on the four R's, I believe that we can definitely link in the show notes as well. So we are butting up against our time. What's something that you want to share? Because you see and talk to so many educators. You've been a math educator yourself. I, be- I think so, right? Yes. I'm not making that up. Okay, cool. <laughs> <That's correct. laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure you are. What's some advice, what are some parting wisdom that you think people really need to hear right now? I think, and I, I, know, I know that I was listening to another podcast and when you're one of the, the uh, who was being interviewed shared, you know, just give yourself like the, the permission to, to, to make mistakes um, and, and just try. Like everybody right now is doing the best they can. We are all doing the best we can. And it's okay if it doesn't work the first time. You know, we're, you know, our teams are here to help you. You have teams at your at your schools or in your districts to support you. Use your use your team members, use what you know. Um, and if you don't know, it's okay to ask for support. Um, just be be experimental and, you know, what, what what works for some may not work for others and it's okay to just give it a try if it doesn't work. Try something else. You're definitely uh, in in a good space to to be flexible again and 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 try things that are outside of the box. Yeah, I love that. Give yourself some grace. Hashtag, let's give us each other some more grace. We really appreciate it. Well, we love chatting with you, Mark. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for your enthusiasm um, and all of your knowledge. And again, anything that you, um, we just appreciate all that you're sharing. So how can they find out more from us? Close it out, Sari. Follow along (laughs) on Twitter at Curriculum Associ and on Instagram at MyIready. And we'll link those both in the show notes. And please be sure to tag us in your photos too so we can see all the amazing work you do every single day. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, please email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. And I just keep hearing, who let the dogs out? I'm just waiting for the garbage truck to go by. But thank you again so much for listening. And until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.